And now it's time to welcome our traveling correspondent comedian Tom Papa in a segment we call Out in America. Thank you, Chris. On behalf of Live From Here, I continue my journey across the country, shining a light on all the good people in America. This week, I flew through the sky on a jet plane and headed to Washington, D.C. I was expecting a gorgeous East Coast spring day, but what I encountered was a smack-you-in-the-face, sticky, horrible heat wave. Have you ever arrived in a city you know and love and instantly thought the plane had dropped you off in the armpit of the Congo? I have. I love visiting our nation's capital, and with a certain naive joy, I'm moved every time I come through. I was planning on connecting with my inner Ken Burns and heading to the Library of Congress like the smart patriot I want to be. But when I get this hot, the only thing I can think about is ice cream. Like an angry five-year-old, I marched red-faced along Pennsylvania Avenue with a fistful of cash, looking for that greatest American hero, the ice cream man. Sure, they may laugh at him in the winter, but come summer, there's no one more loved or more important than the guy who makes his living out of the side of a refrigerated truck. An ice cream man is like a bartender for children. He stands ready to serve as sugar-addicted little people come up and place their orders. Snow cones, push-ups, Mickey Mouse on a stick, creamsicles, ice cream sandwiches. These aren't treats as much as answers to every kid's problems. I made my way through the crowd, and in honor of D.C., I ordered a frozen red, white, and blue bomb pop. The ice cream man gave me a nod as if to say, bomb pop, yeah, I get you. When it's this hot, you have to start eating immediately. You don't have time to walk around and find a good spot to enjoy your treat. You need to start licking with urgency, like a lizard on a deadline. <laughs> Out of nowhere, a group of 28th graders rushed in around me with their own ice cream madness. I was trapped like Gulliver's Travels, but was too busy devouring my melting bomb pop to care. Have you ever mindlessly started moving with a large group of children while eating your ice cream and suddenly realized you were part of a class trip? I have. The teacher said we all had to stay together and buddy up. I got nervous. I didn't have a buddy. But I quickly realized when a kid gave me his garbage, I had become one of the parent chaperones. They accepted me as one of their own and we walked single file, letting everyone know with song that we were the Vikings, the Vikings, strong and proud. Our first stop was the Jefferson Memorial, which is not the most popular stop. You would think that Jefferson would get a lot more action, but I guess he's a little too sophisticated. Thomas Jefferson seems like the kind of guy who would always remind you, you aren't as smart as him. <laughs> not like Ben Franklin. Ben is a guy you could hang with. When you walk in, he'd make a wisecrack, hand you a kite, and a mug of ale. Ben's a good guy. And yet he didn't get a memorial. This doesn't seem right. Someone dressed as Ben Franklin was standing at the steps of the Jefferson Memorial. I leaned in and said, if you ask me, Ben, you should have a memorial before this guy. Have you ever complimented a Ben Franklin impersonator and realized a little too late it was really just a woman from Kansas?
I have. <laughs> it was so hot that we had to take a break on the shady steps. I could see across the White House and the Capitol building two majestic, inspirational buildings that are currently being treated like the washroom at Hooters. What a mess. But I guess it's somewhat unavoidable. I mean, even my new friends, the eighth grade Vikings, have tough political problems of their own to deal with. It turns out that Karen has a crush on Brian, but Brian really likes Marissa. Marissa didn't know this, or at least that's what she said, but it's not like they were even part of the same friend group, so whatevs. <laughs> Apparently, Karen posted a video on Snapchat that was like totally cute, but all of Brian's friends started making fun of him, especially Luke. Luke had that cool Justin Bieber hair that he had to put back in place every 30 seconds, which was a pretty cool move, or as Barbara said, Luke is like totally lit. Well, the vice president, Mr. Cornwall, heard about this online bullying and got really mad and took everyone's phones away, which was like totally unfair. Have you ever had a grown man try and take your phone away? And when you refused, he gave you a strange look and asked you politely leave the class trip before he called the police? <laughs> I have. I wandered off and made another stop at the ice cream man. This time I went for the SpongeBob ice cream pop with gumball eyes. I sat on a bench by myself along the Lincoln Memorial reflecting pool. I may have been hot and dizzy, but everybody knows this is where spies meet. A man sat down next to me. He said, it sure is hot. He was talking in code. He said his name was Kevin. <laughs> yeah, right. He was wearing flip-flop shower shoes and a sleeveless shirt with his man boobs hanging out the side. He was playing the role of a New Jersey tourist perfectly. I gave him one of the bubblegum eyes from SpongeBob's face. He took it, gave me a wink, and although I never saw him before in my life, he said to me, I think there should be a Ben Franklin Memorial too. I said, yeah, in the shape of a bomb pop. Thank you, Washington, D.C., and until next time, this has been Tom Papa, out in America. Oh, thank you, Tom. Good one, buddy. Tom's book, Your Dad Stole My Rake, is now available in paperback. 